Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Nehal Madani, the founder and CEO of Alt Legal, a company that provides trademark docketing software. Hi, Nehal. How are you? Good, Ari. Thanks for having me today. It is a privilege. So we've spoken before. Tell us a little bit about your background and Alt Legal. My background is I'm an attorney. I practiced for a few years at Kirkland Ellis doing Chapter 11 reorgs. So I graduated law school back in 2009 when the world was falling apart economically. And so joined Kirkland, got a few years under my belt of just doing a lot of Chapter 11 reorgs, both from the debtor side as well as some creditor work. And it was a fantastic experience. But for me, my passion was actually in entrepreneurship. I had started a business when I was in college and ran it through law school. It didn't work out, but that was my exposure. So after a few years at Kirkland, decided that it was time for me to try entrepreneurship again. And this time decided to combine that with my legal experience. So entered the world of legal tech in 2013. We first launched a marketplace connecting lawyers and businesses together, but quickly found out that it wasn't a great business for us. And I had done my own IP work along the way and just realized the pain points of that process firsthand. I validated that with a lot of other trademark professionals. And we ended up building what is Alt Legal today. It launched it at the end of 2014. And what we do is we provide software to trademark law firms as well as corporate legal teams to help them create new trademark filings as well as manage their existing trademark filings and deadlines. So we send them reminders, we make it easy for them to run reports of their trademark filings, and essentially just a workflow tool that helps them stay on track with their trademark portfolio. What challenges does Alt-Legal help trademark professionals address? So if you're a trademark professional, there are quite a few manual processes associated with trademark prosecution. And for many of our customers, they operate at scale. They're not just managing one trademark, they're managing hundreds or even thousands for some of our clients. And with that, there's a pretty laborsome process of gathering all the details you need for a trademark filing. And then of course, navigating the government forms that you need to file it. So part of our solution is a trademark intake form and then essentially document assembly software populates a trademark application for you. But the bigger pain point for trademark professionals is managing all of those existing trademarks that you have filed in the past. And trademarks aren't a one and done legal transaction, meaning that there's always objection deadlines, opposition deadlines from third parties, renewal deadlines that you have to address. And that process can be quite cumbersome when you talk about you know, some of our clients that have 30,000 trademarks. So you need a dedicated piece of software for that. So what Alt Legal does is provide that solution, but we do it in a few ways that are quite different for us. And one is that we go into the government databases wherever we can, connect to that database, and use that to automatically identify a particular organization's trademark filings, update them, and then calculate all of their deadlines for them. So that this process that was quite manual and can be quite tedious and error prone for especially a large portfolio of say 30,000 trademarks can be automated. 
So we solved those two key challenges. And then in last year, we've also added a new service called a Section 2D Trademark Watch that then helps you with the future of your trademark filings and protecting them. So we will let you know when any of your trademark filings are used to refuse a new trademark application on the basis of likelihood of confusion. So AltLegal then helps with, in short, creating the trademarks, managing their existing trademark portfolios and deadlines, and then protecting against potential infringement. So really, we want to protect the whole trademark lifecycle and make it easier to manage them. How have you managed AltLegal's growth in the pandemic? So the pandemic was an interesting year. We were in a fortunate position where we continued to grow pretty much throughout the whole year. But, you know, we certainly had to adapt. For us, you know, we always met, for example, a lot of our customers at trade shows. And, well, 2020, there were no trade shows. One of our biggest events of the year is INTA, International Trademark Association's annual meeting. And, of course, that went from being in person to virtual. And so the biggest challenge for us in 2020, fortunately, was just adapting to reaching trademark professionals in a virtual-only world. So to that end, we started hosting our own events. We did a lot of webinars, which we hadn't really done before, and they became quite successful. And we even held a weekly happy hour, virtual happy hour, for trademark professionals so that we could bring the community together and connect with them. So we were fortunate, like I said, in a position to continue to grow, but we certainly had to adapt to a new way of working. All Legal had planned an in-person conference in 2020 and had to pivot due to the pandemic. How did you navigate those issues? I guess in hindsight, we picked a odd year for our first conference. So we started planning our conference that was going to be in person in September of 2019 for a conference that was going to be in person in March of 2020. So really short timeline, especially for a first-time conference organizer. And we started getting emails around the beginning of March with customers considering backing out of the conference, sponsors considering the same. Now, this was right around the time when you know, the first start cases started surfacing in New York City, which is where we were going to have our conference. So you know, we made the decision to postpone the conference from uh, in-person event in March to in-person event in October, thinking that in hindsight, <laughs> there is no way that this was going to go past October, which was foolish. So we went through that process. And then around the summer, it was clear that COVID and its impact was going to be here for a while. So we made that conference that was going to be in person in October, virtual. And you know we're glad we did, obviously, for the health and safety of all of our attendees and sponsors and our team. But we found that it allowed a broader audience to join us than before, you know, people that you know, previously didn't have the budget to travel, people that previously just couldn't travel because of childcare issues, we were, or just, you know, international attendees that you know, couldn't necessarily justify a full trip to New York City for a three-day three -day trademark conference. So we're glad we did. And it was all and then it worked out, but certainly a lot of stress along the way. You are producing a second virtual event next month. What did you learn last year that will help you guide your team for this conference? Now, last year, you know, it was our first time doing a conference at all, let alone a virtual one. But 
what we found is that the virtual platform does lend itself well to a few things that you wouldn't necessarily have in person. So in person, almost every conference I've attended, the CLE sessions are often the least well attended. With our conference last year, the CLE sessions were so well attended in large part because we also, in addition to having a center stage, as you will, we also had live chat for each of the attendees to communicate with each other during the session. And I will say that when we look back at the chat logs, there was nearly as much insight to be gained from just reading the chat logs and the live chat during the session as there was from the speakers. The attendees were clarifying things for each other. They were providing guidance. They were even connecting during the sessions and saying, you know, just follow up with me after I'll be able to help you with this. So that was just amazing. And so we're definitely picked a platform again that would let us do that. And then the other thing we found is that attendees were eager for networking and connected with each other quite a few times. You know, they set up individual meetings as you would, you know, with an in-person event. We had, I think, close to 300, actually over 300 one-on-one one meeting set up during the conference. So, you know, we found that attendees were eager to connect even through a virtual medium. So facilitating that. So we organized attendees by interest and helped them connect with each other around that. And then the last thing was just sort of a personal touch. We sent each of the attendees conference swag and mailed it to them just so that they could at least have that. And it was all trademark related swag around folks loving trademarks, trademarks, just fun trademark swag. So we're going to continue that as well this year. Tell us a little bit about the program and what virtual attendees can expect. So this year, we have three days of events and sessions. They can expect up to eight CLE credits across 11 sessions. We have organized 30 plus speakers. So we'll have traditional CLE sessions on trademark law. We have what I think is unique to us is a lot of content related to the business of trademark law whether it's talking about how to network in this era, how to market ethically in a virtual era, how to effectively blog, you know, which, you know, some lawyers have certainly adopted and others are still adopting. And, you know, the other session that we're really excited about this year is we have representatives from the USPTO joining us to talk about a lot of the recent changes and some of the issues that the USPTO has faced in the last year. Their trademark filings are pretty much at an all-time high. They've had incredible surge in applications, incredible backlog. And so they're going to be addressing how they've been dealing with it and their plans for reducing the backlog, as well as addressing a new law that was passed called the Trademark Modernization Act at the end of 2020, which will be implemented in the coming months. So they're going to be addressing that as well. So we have great CLE content. We also, with our conference, we like to make things as practical as possible. So we've organized workshops where attendees will participate with an instructor who will be almost kind of like a facilitator, teaching them about a concept at the beginning, and then spending at least half of the workshop session on the actual implementation of it. So we have close to a dozen plus workshops that you know attendees can participate in. And then of course, we have virtual networking events. Last year, we did cooking classes. We did happy hours that mirrored the experience that you would have in an actual room. So attendees could form bubbles of people and then connect with each other there and then leave and go form another bubble or group of people. 
So we're trying to bring as much of the real world experience to the virtual session, but you know, taking advantage of the virtual platform to offer connections and insights that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. How do you see events evolving? You know, it's a great question as certainly as we think about what next year could look like. And so we've decided that no matter what we do in the future, whether it's in-person or virtual only conference, we want to actually have a virtual component so that attendees can still benefit from that live chat interaction during sessions. We can open up our conference to folks that wouldn't otherwise either have the budget or support or just ability to attend a conference in person. So we want to have that hybrid component available to draw in a broader audience. But towards the future, I think I think most conference organizers will agree that they will no longer just be in person. They have to have a virtual component and hybrid is the model that I think everyone is pushing towards where there are going to be some in-person events and those are going to be great, but you can still benefit from at least a lot of knowledge that you would get from a conference virtually and maybe even participate in virtual events with other virtual attendees. So that would be our plan. So next year, we'll see what is in store as we have this uncertain world with COVID. So either a virtual conference or at least a hybrid one. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Nehal Madani, the founder and CEO of Alt Legal, a company that provides trademark docketing software and has its second annual trademark conference next month. Nehal, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.